Hi and welcome to another episode of How to Get a Life You Love and today I've got an amazing guest. It's Mario Cacciottolo and Mario has got some amazing things to tell us about what he does in his spare time. So a very warm welcome to Mario. So welcome Mario. I always like to start by asking people an intriguing question which is I know quite a lot about you and what you do but what is something that most people won't, wouldn't know about you that you'd like to share? Um, people may not know that uh, the last time that the singer Leo Sayer had a tour in the UK, you may remember some years ago he attempted a little bit of a comeback and had a little bit of success with it, um, and he went on a tour of the UK. Well, I was a student at the time and I'd interviewed him when he came to our university for the student newspaper. And he liked it so much that he rang me at home the next day uh, and asked if I would write the tour programme notes uh, for him. So I ended up having a very, very long conversation with him, uh, which I still have on cassette, believe it or not. Um, and yeah, so I wrote the programme notes for Leo Sayer's last UK tour. That's really something. I must say, I was really captivated when I heard about your Someone Once Told Me project. And I thought it would be really inspirational to tell lots of people about it on this show. So, um, in your own words, tell us all about it. So basically, I get people to write down something memorable that someone once told them. And I take a black and white photograph of them holding that sign. And then I get them to tell me the story behind it. So essentially, who said that to you? Why was it said to you? How did it affect you? So it's a snapshot of your life but told to the words of others. And I put a new picture up every day. I've had a new picture up every day since September the 8th, 2007. I was really captivated by what you said about every single day you'd taken the time to put up one of these photos for that length of time. I mean, how long is that? Five and a half years, yeah. That's yeah. something, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm hugely proud of it. And, and when I was younger, I, to my own disappointment, I had a real track record of quitting whenever something was difficult. Uh, and I kind of feel that I've laid all those ghosts to rest because I was uh, uh, too easy to quit a lot of things. But um, I've completely gone the other way. I've now sunk my teeth into this project and been obsessive about it. So I'm very proud of the fact that I've got more than 1,970 people to take part. So you've been doing this for a while, but you know, where does it all end? Is, is there an end point to it? Well, um, I'm not sure when it'll end. So I have a plan. So I plan to, in a few months from now, go around the world. Uh, and that's always been something I wanted to do anyway, and now I have this project and I thought, combine the two ideas. So I'm going to go around the world for one year, and I'm going to try and get as many photos as I can, and as many people as I can to take part. I've kind of got in my head the idea of a thousand people. I mean, it could be a little less, it could be even more. Um, but those are the sorts of numbers I'm thinking of. So I want to go around the world for a year and get as many people as possible, really drive to find people to take part, come back and use all those pictures up. And if I do get, let's say, a thousand people, then that will keep the site going for at least another three years, and then maybe it will end, or if I'm still generating content, I'll keep going, and who knows. And the web address is? The web address is uh, someoneonetoldme.com, and you can contact me uh, through the site. My Twitter is SOTMMario, and I've also got a someone once told me Facebook page, and people can get hold of me that way. 
and ask if I can come to meet them to take their photograph. Or on someonewantstoldme.com, there's an upload form. It's really, really simple. People can very easily generate their own Someone Wants Told Me photograph and submit it that way. And there's an app as well, is that right? There is an app. So the app allows you to use your iPhone to take a photograph. Cool. And then there is a digital piece of paper. So if I took your image now, I could place the paper over you at some appropriate point, type out the quote, type out the story, and it gets emailed straight to me. Um, so it's basically any time, any place, if you have your iPhone, you can generate someone else on the photograph. And the point of that really is that the uh, profit from each download goes directly to Operation Smile, which is a charity that helps fix cleft palates in children, particularly in the third world. So 180 downloads of that app equals one smile bought for a child. So now you know where to go to make this happen. But Mario, this isn't your real job. You have a proper day job. You work for the BBC. That's right, yeah, I do. Uh, as much as I uh, love someone who's told me, it doesn't earn me any money. In fact, it costs me a little, a little bit of money. Um, yeah, that's right, I, I'm a journalist uh, and I'm lucky enough to work for the BBC News website, so that's what I do to earn a living. It's a great job, I really enjoy it. And then pretty much most of my spare time, or a lot of, a lot of my spare time, but I love doing it, I spend it on someone who's told me. So on the world tour, you're taking a a break, they're giving a sabbatical, how's that working? Yeah, that's right, um, it's very good at the BBC, we're allowed to take career breaks. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm effectively not working for them for one year, I don't draw a salary from them, so I am I'm free to go off and, and uh, So that's quite a, quite a big decision to make, to go and go, right, I'm going to travel the world, take photos. What kind of inspired you to do that? Well, I... As we've said, I grew up in a really small island, and um, Malta, and I'm madly in love with it, but I've always had a fascination with the rest of the world, and I've always wanted to travel. Um, so that's been something that's been with me since I was a kid. Uh, but having done someone once told me, I've always thought that the next step forward is to, rather than me get people in London, get people in England, wait for a few people to submit their own pictures. What if I really went out there and really found people, went to, to offbeat places, went to big cities, found very interesting and very worthwhile charities that do great work, um, and go into you know, townships in, in South Africa, go into, there's a cemetery in the Philippines where um, very poor people live. They've actually, they break into the tombs and live among the dead, and it's very well um, known. Um, what if I actually sort these people out, as well as the random people I'll, I'll, I'll bump into, and what if I just go to them, instead of waiting for them to come to me, why don't I go to them and find out what they've been told? And the more I thought about that, the more I knew I could never let this mm -hmm. idea drop. That's fantastic. And this is one of the things that we're finding as we go through this podcast, that everybody seems to have an amazing story to tell. And I think your project is brilliant at drawing this out. Just, you know, ordinary people walking down the street, you wouldn't know the hidden depths within them. And it's just great what you're doing, capturing that moment of their life in one single frame. So let's move on to some uh, fairly obvious questions, I guess. Uh, one of them is, you know, you've taken all these photos. Is there one of them that stands out as your favourite one that you're particularly attached to? Mm -hmm.